Oh, are we back? Yes. We're oh my back. God. I'm so Wait, sorry. It, it's episode 89 and I am reading a book about Irish castles and historic homes. I love this book. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but let me put this Why? away. I, I well, here's the thing. I was, I too, during our week off, uh, Sue and I went to Atlantic City to get a little getaway nice. for a few days and we uh i spent a two hours on the beach reading all about irish castles okay <laughs> i'm fascinated i mean if i could i would move to ireland in a heartbeat really? it's so beautiful i have friends out there um i mean our, our good friend sean and irene are out yep. there Thanks right i mean I, i'd probably move we could move right in with them no problem all right, right. So, <laughs> so I started reading about these Irish castles and places I like to visit out there. This is a really great book, and I love going through it. So I thought, okay, I could read about this on the beach. It turns out we chose the worst week of the year oh. to go to Atlantic City. It rained most of the week. It was horrible. So we had one day, Wednesday, which was actually our anniversary, which was quite a lovely day. Happy there anniversary. Thank nice. you. Thank you. And thank you. Anybody else who's kind of saying that. Uh, so we're on the beach in our recliner chairs. It was so crazy because we where we park in the garage to where we stay at the hotel the resorts is the big yeah. casino ran the boardwalk. I kept forgetting things. So I left the chairs in the car. So I had to go down, get the chairs. I had to hustle them through the casino with flip-flops on, go on the <laughs> beach, set things up. Then I forgot my iPod. Then I forgot my sunglasses. I had to keep oh. walking back and forth so much so that I got a giant blister on my foot from the flip-flops. It was crazy. We're sitting on the beach. It's beautiful, but it's chilly. It's probably about 67, 68 degrees. Uh, and that it was okay. And so my iPod wouldn't work. My ear, nothing was working. Couldn't listen to my music. Sue couldn't listen to her music. So she started walking along the beach. And you know, I was done walking for the day. So <laughs> right. I'm sitting in the chair and I'm reading this book and I'm thinking it's beautiful. And then she comes back and the wind starts whipping the sand. It's like literally sandblasting us. Oh, it's crazy. And no fun. Yeah, and I'm not a big beach guy. I went down there for her because this is her thing. And, yep. you know, she's got the job that's heavily stressful right. and a right. job she's not exactly in love with. So I right. thought the majority of the vacations are where she would like to go. So, yeah, she was like, yeah, I'm having enough. Let's go back. Oh, <laughs> so, that's a bummer. Yeah, but we had a great time. Right. But, you know, that was our day. And so that I just wanted to finish up reading. And I apologize for kind of like doing it yeah. while we started our show. The Don't mean to interrupt. <laughs> the naive. No, I, I apologize. But this is episode 89. 89. I mean, this is yes. insane. Yes. Stacey, what were you doing on our week off? So I was in Maine uh, to start with. Anyway, we had a lot to do um, and we were trying to decide, do we fly? Do we drive? Um, at last minute, Kevin couldn't go. And they were a little nervous about flying because the flying, the flights, all the airlines are a mess right now. So we finally, wow. we get to, we get to Maine. And uh, some of you may have seen my post of my dad uh, with his brother who is 92 years old. And I just want to bring it up here. Hang on with me. There they are. And so I, it was very oh. important to me to get my dad up there 
to see his brother because he is on hospice care and he's doing well. He's still, you know, he's still talking, he's still bright and he, he understood and knew who we were, but, um, you know, we just don't know where things are going to be in a year from now. And I really wanted to get him up there. The sweetest thing about our stay with my aunt and uncle in the middle of the night, I hear singing and I'm like, at, at first I'm like, is my mom on her iPad? Like, ma, what are you doing? You're keeping people up. Are you on your iPad? And this was the sweetest thing. All of a sudden I get up, I go to the door and my aunt and uncle are singing to each other. And I'm like, are you kidding? It was so Rocky and Adrian to me. They're sitting there in, you know, he's in bed. They're looking at each other and they're singing. And so I said to them, I said, were you two singing to each other last night? And she goes, oh, we sing to each other all the time. So she goes, let me show you. So she they did it again so I could capture it. It's one minute. This is the sweetest thing you've ever seen. Let's Hold see on. this. Sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. And how sweet. <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. And then I say, Good night, my sweet prince. Sweet dreams. I love you. Wake me up in the morning. <laughs> I I'm like they're doing this for me. I'm I'm like I'm trying not to cry. They're so adorable, and it just. All right, I'm trying not to cry. I don't know if you can tell, but my eyes are definitely filled with liquid. Okay. Yeah. There are no onions and no allergies going on here. That was sweet and beautiful. They're so sweet. And then I'm recording this going, this is like the senior citizen version of Rocky and Adrian. They're just the the way they look at each other, but they've always been that tight. They just, they only care where the other is. And I was just like, oh my God. And that's why I did the post. And I'm just like, go visit your family and write the letter and make the call and say the things because you just, you don't know when you won't be able to. And I just, it it was really the, the most special part of the entire uh, of the entire visit so i was i was so pleased that um my dad got to see him so yeah that was our vacation that was the biggest goal and we got it done and that uh, was amazing that was that was just now how long is it of a drive from tennessee to maine oh my god so it's what is it about four years yeah it's like 16 hours just to get just driving that's just driving time where did you stop over? Did you like, like, did you go overnight somewhere? Right, right. So we, uh, we got to Erie, Pennsylvania the first uh, night, and then uh, we continued to Maine the whole next day. And so it was, I would say it was two, a 12 hour day and a 10 hour day to get all the way to Maine. All yeah. right. So when you, when you get to Erie, yeah, because, because I have some issues with you and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get to these issues at the appropriate time because I've already screwed up our order on what we were going to it's talk okay. about. It doesn't no, matter. I, I have some serious issues with you. So um, when you get to, 
when you get to Maine or when you get to Erie, mm. what what direction? You, clearly, you <laughs> didn't go right towards okay. Philly. Okay. Now, You're now in listen. the state that I live in, Stacy. All right. Okay. Okay. Listen. You know, go ahead. Whatever. First of all, Clarksville is much further west than people realize. Not my problem. So, so you go up through Kentucky, up through Ohio, and then you hit the western side of Pennsylvania. So, I hate the eastern coast route because of 95 and because you have to drive through crazy cities like DC, Philadelphia, and New York. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. Philly is so crazy it that is you crazy. can't come and see your co-host. I'm so sorry. Oh, one little detail. You weren't home because <laughs> I would have been vacation with your wife. You weren't even home. Well, oh yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> All right, listen, we'll 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 jump back in line on our thing, but since we're talking about this, listen, you did something that I thought was absolutely yes. fantastic. Yes. You went live with Rick Babcock. Now I, I did. gotta I gotta tell you, if there's one person, look at that handsome bastard. <laughs> look at him. He's got like he looks like a Kevin James if he Kevin yeah. James was good looking. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm telling you. So if you're going to skip over me and just arbitrarily <laughs> cast me aside and you're going to go right past my home where we oh, do these rocky right podcasts, past. you're like four hours from Erie, Pennsylvania. Come on. You're 16 hours driving. What's four more? I went if, the Western route. Oh my God. If, you, if you're going to skip over me, which I am now seeing a psychotherapist about, uh, <laughs> if you're going to skip over me, and go to another another's house. At least you went to Rick's. Right. I can at least say to myself, <laughs> he's a guy who is very deserving of a visit from the Rocky Files. Stacy, tell us how that all came about. <laughs> okay, so first, Rick, um, as you know, lives in Syracuse. So I, I'm, and I want Tony C. So Tony C. Uh, here's the other half. These two, okay, make up round fourteen. Okay, right. so they got together to do round 14. I want Tony C to know that poor Rick Babcock had no clue, like until maybe a few hours before I actually got there. I'm like, hey, Rick, you know what? I just realized I'm going through Syracuse. I got to stop and see you. Rick's like, what? 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 It was so completely unplanned. And wow. as I'm driving there, I'm thinking of you. And I'm like, divorce. He's going to kill me. But it was so random and unplanned and i was like rick is in syracuse this is going to be awesome i can see him i can meet deb who is the sweetest thing in the world his wife is just adorable so we did that so i got there and you you're gonna i'm not gonna play it because it's like 16 minutes but or something like that but it's posted on um on on instagram but my god his basement we had it's amazing isn't it we had so much fun and I didn't go down before I started the live because I wanted all my reactions to be like right, right. genuine, you know, and I just everything down there. I mean, he like you would. I said it. I'm like, Mike would be mightily impressed. It was I was, I was, wall. 
I was extremely impressed. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Rick's got an incredible, incredible Rocky Man Cave. It's yeah. amazing. It's exciting. And I am yeah. so glad you got a chance to do that. Yeah. And then you and you went live from there. Did. And, and, and then- I did. I happen to be on. I like I I never I'm never on. I always miss right. people's lives. Right. And I thought and I thought, okay, what is the <laughs> worst thing I could put on here to pretend like I'm upset? Because I'm really happy you went. There. Right. Divorce lawyers are being dialed as we speak. No, we were laughing so hard. I'm like, Mike is gonna kill me. I'm like, and I'm like, oh, if he gets on here, I'm in so much trouble. But it was so like just yeah. by the seat of your pants, oh, completely unplanned. And then and then Tony C was <laughs> texting Rick, like, why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, Tony C, I promise this is all my fault. I, I just like dropped on them, like, because I knew I was driving by. But my reaction whenever I saw now. Josh Backhouse, he's the one who did the Mickey's Gym. Yes, right? he did. Correct. Now, it's it's beautiful, but I can't see it in person. Yeah. Rick's Mixed yeah. Gym. Yeah, it's pretty good. It how I could I don't know how Josh could make his better. It is so <laughs> unbelievably gorgeous. It is. So precise, so unbelievable. Yeah, he did a great I, job. And then when it's so funny because it it was like tucked behind. I'm going around the room and it's tucked behind me the whole time. And then when I saw it, I'm like, oh my god, I nearly died. Uh, that's pretty good. And he had me sit in his Adrian chair. Uh, he, he's like, oh, uh, he's like, you have to sit in this chair. Look at that. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was so awesome. I'm like, I gotta order one of those. But we had so much fun and I just, I made this uh, video here and I haven't posted it yet because I wanted to do it here. This is the unboxing of um, the bike that he sent me. Nice. Hang on. This, this was my reaction. I hadn't opened it yet. So this is my real reaction when he sent me the bike. All right. So I just received this box in the mail and it comes from... And this Deborah Babcock, who is the wife of Rick Babcock. I have not opened this yet, so I wanted to do it now. Um, I'm not sure what this is, but I wanted to capture it. So I'm gonna open this and see what Rick Babcock has been up to. Oh my God. I am ready to die at what I'm seeing right here. This is the motorcycle. Hold on. Oh, Rick Babcock. I am, uh, look at this, you guys. Look at how awesome. <laughs> I'm going to push this aside. Look at that. Oh, wow. Look at the detail. It's so precise. You guys have never seen my desk. This is my desk that I sit at when I'm doing the episode and it is going to live here on my desk. Rick, I cannot thank you enough. I know how much time and effort this takes. This is just beautiful and it's one of a kind and you sent it to me and I I am so, so grateful. I am going to be sending you a little surprise in your Venmo. Anyhow, (laughs) thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This is just the best part of this bubble and um, you guys are just 
fantastic. I love both you and Deb, and um, I hope that we can meet someday. Thank you. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be posting that like as a separate post, but it's so funny at the end. I'm like, oh, hopefully someday we can meet. Like I had no clue right. that that was gonna happen, and then all the way I'm looking at my root, going, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I just wanted, I just wanted to meet him so badly, and uh, Deb, and they were just so good to us. They had like rushed around. They got my parents and I subs. We were oh my god, we were so stuffed. But I wanted to show. People, the talent in our bubble is significant. Okay. Oh, I, yeah. I, okay. I, I'm blown away by like you walk through Rick's house. He's like, oh, I built that. I made that. I just wanted to show off their backyard. He made this deck. Oh, look at that. Okay. You come, you keep circling, circling. Hold on a second. Sorry, guys. All right. Over here, there That's used to be beautiful. two ponds. He he's like, oh, I don't like the two, so we got rid of the two ponds and made one large pond. This backyard, I felt like nice. I was. It was like so zen and so like I felt like I should be doing like meditation or something. Nice. And Is that a just, pool or a hot tub? I think that's a hot tub. But okay. he built all of this. It's that's unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. And then, and then, like I said, with the mighty mixed gym on top of it, the bike, he's just, he's so talented. He's so kind. They were so welcoming to us. And then on the way back, don't kill me. It didn't happen because I got sick and I'm a little congested, but right now I have Dayquil. Um, we were, I was going to stay with them on the way back. Um, and, and then I got sick and I'm like, I, number one, I'm not going to get Deb sick. And then his parents live right next to them. So uh, I'm like, I'm not gonna then get his parents sick because they're the same age as my parents. Right, <laughs> I mean, we right, don't need right, to be right. making elderly people. But I just wanted to give a huge long shout out to to Rick and Deb and how much fun we had. And it was so nice to meet someone and you know, because we're so far from each other. And so I was yeah. just I was very excited. And they were so nice to my parents. They're like helping them in and out of the car. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. When I take a drive uh, through India and I go see Raminder, I don't want to hear anything from you, okay? Listen. Raminder, love you, my friend. I just, that was, you're the farthest person I could yeah, think of for a comedic effect. So I have to use that. Raminder, I love you, my friend. I oh. do. Gosh, Reminder. Yeah, we have we have uh we sent Reminder a surprise gift, so he's gonna be getting that shortly. We'll be talking about that when he sees it. Yeah, for wait. for his 40th is October 7th. So a bunch of us, as you know, put together a gift for him. But uh yeah, what was I gonna say? I when I come to see you, God forgive me for saying this, but it's like I want I want it. That's not true. It's so happening. I want to just come with me. Like me, myself, and I, and you Kevin, should. if he if he can get the time off, because when I when I go, I want to I want to be footloose and fancy free, and so I have to like make sure I arrange some home care for my parents while yeah. I'm gone, yeah, because yeah. when I get to the steps, it's not like I'm bringing them to the steps, or they I they know. would never be able to do any of that stuff. I want to go there and be completely well free let me, and relaxed. Let yeah. me suggest let me suggest something for your parents. Yeah, so. You know, my parents are still in fairly decent shape. You know, right. they're still upright. So I, st I've been thinking about this, and if I ever need to 
come up with something to sedate my parents, I would mm. go with NyQuil and duct tape. So just think, sure. think about that. Okay. So yeah, I'm sure that would go think over about well. NyQuil and, and duct tape. I mean, just duct tape their legs together to like a radiator or right. something. Right. It'll keep just, them safe. Yeah. Overload <laughs> them with NyQuil. And they just sleep right through. You see the commercials. Everyone's happy. Stacy, this is episode 89, 89 and we are so off our track that right. we, I, and it's my fault because I okay. jumped way far ahead. I just saw the opening and I went for it. Like yep. Lawrence Taylor going after Jaworski or Jill Theismann. <laughs> but anyways, episode 89, what was going on in Sylvester Stallone world in 1989? Yes, there was Tango and Cash, which I have need. I need to watch again. I haven't seen it in a long oh, time. Oh, really? When, yeah, when's the last time you saw it? Uh, probably about three years, four years ago, maybe. Three, four years ago, yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's yeah. been a little while. Yeah. And, and I don't know why, because I love this movie. It's a fun I, movie, yeah. It's a fun movie, and I think it's the only comedy where Sly excelled. Okay. Now, we all know Sly's a very funny guy. Personally, right. he's very, very humorous right. and hysterical. But it didn't translate in Oscar, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, and so on. So I think in Tango and Cash, maybe he was able to bounce it off of Kurt Russell. Right. It was Jack Plance. Jack Plance. That was Stacy Jack Plance. Uh, are you all wondering why I snapped my fingers at Jack Plant? Because I told Stacy I could not remember a particular actor who won an Oscar uh, for City Slickers. It was City Slickers. That's what it was. Yes. Was. Yes. Stacy and I had this conversation before. I could not remember Jack Palance, who was from my neck of the woods, Hazleton, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. He drops down on the stage and he starts doing one-handed push-ups on the Oscars. Yes. Do you all remember that? Okay. I remember that. Yeah. Anyways, he's the bad guy in. Um, uh, uh, Tango and Cash. So this prompted a whole thing, and Stacy and I could not remember City Slickers with Billy Crystal <laughs> and him as Curly. And then there was, of course, Curly's Gold. But we'll just move right past that. Well, Stacy, <laughs> what was going on in your life in 1989? 89. Uh, I was still at that Catholic school, just trying to survive and get through. <laughs> and uh, uh, no, not much was going on. I 89 was a, all of high school was pretty quiet for me. So, I but you. you had something very special happen in 89. Uh, I had an earthquake hit my life in 1989. Yes, in September of 1989, I, I had made the decision. To, well, really, 88 of uh, that. I had decided to grow my hair very long like Rambo's. Mm -hmm. And in 89, September, I met Sue uh, at Burger King's parking lot. And that was it. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was yeah. all she wrote after that. And so uh, that's that's the year that my life pretty much changed. And you can never see what's coming around the corner. Mm -hmm. And so by embracing that, it took me a little while to embrace it because I think like anyone, you know, you're coming off of um, insecurities. You're coming mm -hmm. off of past relationships and you're like, ah, you know, you don't know this person, but you're so attracted to them. And there's there's a moment there that is so earth shattering that you say, OK, I'm going to go with it. And I mean, I would not be here today if Sue and her girlfriends did not decide to drive to Burger King's parking lot at the bottom of Luzerne Street in West right. Scranton. They hadn't done that. I mean, 
I don't I don't know what would become of me. I yeah. would be a far less man. I can tell you that I oh. would be I would be far less. But I am not going to bore the audience with <laughs> because you could read and cue the Rocky music. There's That's nine right. and a half pages I write about how that all went yes. down. And so just, sweet. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's good. It's interesting. But if I were to read it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will fall asleep. So just know, no. 1989 yeah. is when I met Sue. That was the big thing in in my my life at that time. And that's nice. um, yeah, so so here we go. All right. So what do we got? That's next. Uh, we have. Okay. So, getting back on track. September 22nd, Expendables yes. Four comes out. Yes. Now, Stacy, you don't know this. A lot of people don't know this. I've kept this from my mother and father. I haven't told anybody in the family. My brother doesn't know this. Mm. Our friend, the Canadian kid, Tim, from up north. <laughs> Tim and I got the shot of a lifetime. I know it. We, we got an opportunity. We actually got hired for Expendables 4. We played two characters. In two scenes, he saves jason statham and i save dolph lundgren right neither of which made the movie we ended up on the cutting room floor however (laughs) we have our poster cutouts that the studio put together tim and i did not do this on our own absolutely not the studio put this together would you show (laughs) tim and my uh, what we look like in our expendable characters all right here's tim nope that's you so here I am. I play the ambassador. ambassador. And my tagline is, it's time to hunt. Okay? <laughs> so there I am. And what I'm holding is an Uzi, which was a Rambo prop, for water gun prop. I've got a bandolier of bullets, and I have yes. a Rambo four knife hanging around my neck. And I have the, I don't know, what is the other? Oh, I have the uh, Rambo five by Dietmer Polar <laughs> knife hanging around my neck. I don't know what I'm doing. A karate move. I'm <laughs> waving for a cab. I don't know what I'm doing here. But that's my poster. And where's yep. Tim's? And here's Tim. Look the at detonator. Cool the detonator. <laughs> I go Look at go that. home. I love Look that. at the guns on this guy. My <laughs> God. So, Tim, here's to you, my friend. We didn't make it in Expendables, but we made it in life. Keep yes. punching, my buddy. Keep punching. <laughs> That's so awesome. I, whenever I didn't know Tim, I think Tim posted his, I didn't know you had one. I was like, Oh my gosh, look at that. Yeah. Tim made one for me. And then I was on vacation and then I said, okay, I, I gotta go and do one. I got to tweak it a little bit with some of my props that I have here at the house. I mean that the studio had to put out. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes, Of course. course, Because that's all real. Back to your 89. You had two pictures you wanted me to show. Yes. Stacy, those pictures. So here's something in 1990, here's a color photograph of me standing outside of Mighty Mix Gym. Okay, there's there's little Mikey Kunda. I'm 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And here we go. So you see the professional boxing sign. Now, there are two. Leave this up for a moment. There mm-hmm. are two 
types of bot. The, the first one from the original Rocky was very faded. You couldn't even read the professional boxing on it. This was a reproduction of the first one they had for Rocky five. Rocky five literally finished filming about five months before this picture was taken. Now, what are we looking at? We're looking at a mural on the site of mighty mix gym where Rob Rocky Jr., him and his girlfriend, Jewel, they paint this mural because the mm. building was covered with graffiti. And mm. Rocky and Tommy Gunn come over. It's I've posted this on uh, Instagram, so you guys right. can go check it out. But uh, it was a deleted scene. This mural never made the movie, okay? okay. Now, the, everyone knows they're redoing Mighty Mix Gym, and you see the boxing gloves above the H-T and Mighty? Yeah. Well, well, those boxing gloves are going to stay there. The majority of those gloves are staying on the post. They're going to have that as a little throwback to the Rocky movies. That's the only thing that's going to be there that's left. Okay. Nice. All right. This is 1990. Put up the black and white one. Okay. There you go. If you guys can enlarge it or zoom in or whatever, <laughs> that's me in 2003. Um, the link had just opened. That night, I'm up here with a good buddy of mine, Joe Ayub, uh, who actually set me up with Sue. Uh, long story, Joe is Sue's cousin. A whole long story there. Anyways, this is Mighty Mix Gym, closed, uh -huh. vacant. And you can see the fully painted red plywood is above the door, yeah. which I now have above my shoulder, right. my shoulder here. Yes. So we, Joe and I had gone up there in the morning to take a look at it. The reason I was in Philly in 2003 is because Springsteen was at the link. And so I was going there later that night and, uh, you know, I had gone up there. Now, this was only maybe the third time I had been at Mighty Mix Gym. Little did I know I would have 3,000 times I would be at it because of the tours. Right. right. Well, yesterday, something <laughs> happened to me that was beyond anything. Yeah. I'm going to let's play the video and then uh, I'll tell you how it all happened. Something you don't often see every day. <laughs> the view. <laughs> yeah, where am I? Take a guess. You're going to eat lightning and you're going to crap thunder. You're going to become a very dangerous person. That's right. Mickey's poster was right here. So this is what Rocky would have seen, even though we all know it was filmed out in the Main Street gym out in L.A. Just getting a little preview. So okay. awesome. Yeah. So this was I, I this is something I just did not expect to happen mm -hmm. at all. Over the last year, the crew that has been building the gym and refurbishing it, mm -hmm. I've gotten to know them. And at first, like any bunch of Philly wise guys, they start <laughs> busting my ass. But right. after a while, I show them it don't bother me. And we start talking. And next thing you know, we're like, you know, filling gaps. So we're kind of nice. hanging out talking, right? Aww. They're great guys. And they're all Rocky fans. So yesterday, this guy, Anthony, I've seen him on a bunch of my tours coming in and out and doing his thing. He goes, hey, Rock, come on in. He goes, bring your tour in. He goes, I'll show you around. So I walked through the first floor. I'm blown away. Now I'm a little, my adrenaline is going. Yeah. My hands are shaking. I should have had my camera going as I walked through the door of the gym, but I, I couldn't think fast enough. Right. Because I, I'm like, oh my, my God. God. Right. 
Now, we all know the real gym was out in L.A., the interior Main Street gym. Mm -hmm. But the exterior, to walk in, Stallone had to walk in that very entrance as Rocky in, in the filming. So I thought, Jesus, this is, I'm walking in the footsteps of Rocky Balboa. No Rocky fan has ever done this before. So me and my tour, just happenstance going through. It is, come on, Rock, go up the back steps. We go up the back steps, and now the next two floors are going to be apartments. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, I just want to get to the front window where Mickey's wow. poster had been, okay? Yeah. And looking out the window, we take it, and we're looking around. And you could see in the background is my group with the gray mm -hmm. sweats on. They were real mm -hmm. Rocky fans. They're from Barcelona. Uh, so their English wasn't exactly perfect so right. i should have handed the camera to them so they yeah. could film anyways the guy anthony says you got to get slide invest in the building ground floor is still open and of course sly and i did have a oh. conversation where i told him i wanted to turn it into a rocky museum a mighty mix gym whatever and he said he'd like to turn it into mighty mix restaurant now i thought that was a great idea oh. so you know sly if you're watching this First floor is still open. They don't have nobody in there yet. And oh. it's a big enough space where you could make a small yeah. eatery or a restaurant or something. Or yeah. you could open the Slice Stallone shop there. Mm. Oh, my and God. That's a place. That, that's because perfect. That, because that whole area. So a lot of people have been worried about that area because of, you know, the heroin, ad opioid addiction and all that. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. that's pushed out there. What you have in that area now, you have grown men with man buns walking a chihuahua with a Starbucks latte. <laughs> you, right, have, right. you have moms with all their teeth pushing right. a baby buggy. Okay. Right. It's, it's They've a, cleaned it up. Yeah. It's cleaned up a lot. It's pushed. Yeah. Now that area is much cleaner. Mm -hmm. So uh, businesses are opening up there. So uh, Sly, <laughs> I oh, sent you a yeah. message. And if you're watching this, let me know. I'll put you in touch. We can open up something on the yeah. first floor. Let me tell you, that is so perfect. I know like, it is. There's no more perfect location. That is unbelievable. That's I love it. it. That's it. That's it. I hope it could happen. So, anyways, um, that's kind of like everything I have to kind of like talk about. So I guess we're out of here, right? Are we done? <laughs> no. Nah, no, we're Not done. Not even close. No. No, not even close. We we have we have extensive extensive Rocky Bubble updates, and we Let's don't have go. a guest. We don't have a guest this week, so we do have uh, some slide video to show you, and then discuss in replace of our uh, of a guest. So I'm just gonna go through my very long list. This is in no special order, uh, but I just uh, want actually. Why don't we start with Tim? Because we've already mentioned Tim. So as you know, here is Tim Wistard. And did you know? that the Seiko robot has been found. Ah, interesting. He has a job. Guess what his job is? Um, mm, That's a good guess. Pizza maker. He's working in a restaurant. Hang on. <laughs> I cannot move forward. Could you please make way for me? Let's go. My name is Phoebe. Welcome to our restaurant. Yo, Paulie, who taught her to talk like that? All right, let me get this straight. 
Let me get this straight. Bridget Nielsen goes to being married to Sylvester Stallone to dating Flavor Flav. Seiko the robot goes from Rocky Four right to waiting tables. Right. I'm thinking Rocky Four is a cursed movie. Okay? Right. What is happening? And Seiko looks like it's on some kind of crack heroin ketamine diet. What happened to the robot? It's been stripped for parts in Canada. So Tim sends me this. He's like, you got to play this. I'm sorry. That's weird. I, I That is weird. I'm like, if I ever have, if I ever had a robot waiting on me, uh, I don't know. You lose your tip, right? Like you a know, robot doesn't need money. I don't know. That is something that's actually very, very interesting, Stace. Do you have giant uh, grocery stores? The chain yeah. giant? Yeah. You have giants. Sure. Yeah. They got that stupid, goofy, thin robot with the googly eyes that goes up and down the aisles. I don't even know what it does. Yeah. Um, and it gets in the way, but it's supposed to be, like, sensitive. So when people walk by with carts right. or whatever, it stops. I must have mm. hit that thing, like, 12 times. And if you punch it or kick it or try to, like, slam mm. it, body slam it, or mm. put it into a cooler, <laughs> apparently they don't they like don't, that and security like that. comes over to you. Right. Yeah, the God. real tough at giant. Let me see you out on the street. Uh, thank you. I'll let's take it there, okay? Well, those I thought are for security for unruly guests like yourself. Oh my God. Oh, I wasn't talking about me. It was a friend oh. of mine. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah. Anyway, so doctor, I'm calling because of a friend of mine. He has this problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a friend of yours. Okay. Oh, you're crazy. All right. Oh, we let's try. See. So, uh. Sean McFadden is um, coaching this unbelievable young lady. Oh, Olivia. she's fantastic. Olivia Ford. Okay. She has a GoFundMe page. I'm going to put in the link right here, but uh, she is just upending the entire uh, uh, boxing world in her age group. Like they're having a hard time finding women, young women to fight her. Like, she's yeah, okay. Good. I'm a guy and I wouldn't fight her. Okay. Right. She's Fabulous. So she does have a GoFundMe and it's, it's simply for travel hotel and all yeah, I, I'm yeah, sure yeah. there's fees and all these things that she has to pay. But I just wanted to give a shout out to Olivia. Guys, you know what? Leave this picture amazing. up for a second. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, Olivia, she's trying to do something that is very, very difficult, especially for females yeah. in this part. It's tough enough for yeah. guys, but <laughs> imagine a female that feels the calling to become a boxer. Yeah. If any of you have like nine cents, yeah, $12, something. Yeah. Give what you can for yeah. Olivia. She's mm -hmm. trying to fulfill a dream and yeah. she has a great guy in her corner. Sean's yeah. one of the nicest guys I've met. I know Sean pretty well. And he's mm -hmm. a great, great human yeah. being. So yeah. th there yeah. he is. Look at yeah. this guy. This guy puts his all. He puts his heart into it. And yeah. uh, so if, if you could spare something, mm -hmm. give something. Mm -hmm. And they have a very special Mickey Rocky relationship too, because, you know, w without getting into her, her personals, but you know, nobody has spared difficulty yeah. in their life, whether no, you're no, young no. or old. And she I met said, her and she, she's kick yeah, ass. Yeah. She's kick ass. She says, Sean has saved her life and boxing has saved her life and has really given her something to focus on and, 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 uh, and shoot for. And I just, I just love their story and I love seeing her. She yeah. keeps she just keeps going and she keeps succeeding. She's amazing. She's you got to love it. Girl. Yeah. So I just wanted to give a shout out to her. I'm just checking my boxes as we go. All right. Now our favorite, uh, let's see Rocky couple here. I shouldn't say that because we have so many Rocky couples we love, but Mike and Jess, 
I just want to do a baby update here. Oh, oh my goodness. yeah. Look at, Look I can't at even that. take it. How cute. So this is Michelangelo. Now this is, I hope they don't kill me because this is the cutest thing you've ever seen. Let me just find this video. This is Mike trying to get the baby to laugh. Watch. I'm the king of the rumba beat. When I play the maracas, I go jig, jiggy boom, jig, jiggy boom. <laughs> the rumba beat. When I play the maracas, I go jig, jiggy boom, jig, jiggy boom. <laughs> there is no greater sound than a baby giggling. <laughs> I was like, Who doesn't guys. love a baby giggling? Come on. So adorable. I, I love, you know, I, yeah. I really love Mike and Jess. I had the absolute pleasure of having them on a tour yeah. uh, and then talking to them at the re-release of Creed. Uh, I'm sorry. Creed. Yeah. Sorry. Director's cut. Director's cut. Director's cut. <laughs> I apologize. So I had the privilege of really spending a little bit of time with these guys. And they really are a beautiful, sweet couple. And to have this beautiful baby, Michelangelo, I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. Boy, it's just, just amazing. <laughs> and the giggle, that kid's giggle yes. is infectious. The best, the best. So cute. So cute. And then uh, let's see. So another Jess Morelli, who we love to death. I, I love know. this kid. Yes, I know. I know. She doesn't she have the best Rocky bridesmaid party in I philadelphia know, look at this look at this group i'm like oh my god there's no better bridal party it's the best that. it's the best she's such a great human and when they were here they, it, long story short i just i couldn't be there but she had called reached out to me and i i told her i was going to meet her even if we got together for a coffee or a drink or right, something i wanted right. just, Send her off into the marital bliss, but ah, it didn't work out on my end. So uh, I'm sorry I missed you, Jess, but those pictures are fantastic. Yeah. yeah, just awesome. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I would have done that uh, yeah. if I was anywhere near there. So Joe Manjavrasina, uh, who was there with us recently, is. right? So he, his friend has this picture of him from high school. Okay. All right. All right. Now watch this. His friend takes this picture and inserts it into one very iconic scene. Let me find it. And uh, this turtle food I got here, that's, uh, this turtle food I got here had more flies in it, no more moss in it than flies, no more fly. One monster. Well, who the hell cares? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I'm so jealous. Right. I want someone to do that with my picture. Right. I want that. Oh my <laughs> God, am I jealous of that? It's seamless. Yeah, well, that Joe has a friend perfect. that can do it for you. And, and oh it was my so, God. Joe, tell it. your friend to reach out to me. I got to have that. Right. They got to put a picture of me. That, that I'm telling you, my life is incomplete without that. Right. That was brilliant. Brilliant. That was so cute. I'm like, I'm like, he's like, use it if you want. I'm like, yeah, we're showing that. That was so cool. Totally. 
All right. So Vincent Lemonure. So let me tell you something. Ah. So he has a band called Suffocating Minds and he has a new, they have a new album out called Secret VHS. I'm oh, like, wow. Oh, <laughs> so talk about um, uh, talent in our bubble. So hit, this is the third track has just come out. He announces the other day, you know, here's our, our latest video. I'm like, do I watch a video? <laughs> That's called Secret VHS. <laughs> but it's just, it's just imagery, kind of 80s vibe imagery. But the music is very like synth synth vibe very sultry so yeah okay uh yeah so it would match a secret dhs uh experience your pizza is here i don't have any money to pay for it well i guess we'll have to take it out some other way well exactly anyway six 15 seconds of that vibe hang on all right Like, all right i'm hearing the training montage from rocky four in that okay really? yeah of course yeah. drago climbing the thing yeah. right the the, right. the machine rocky running through the snow and it you hear that i'm because i'm not musical but i hear that so how can we find that because i want that song on my ipod Right. So I'll put the link in here, but he uh, he's Thank releasing you. them, I think, one track a month. And there's nine tracks to this new album called Secret VHS. So, I got to uh, have that track. Yeah, I got to have it. Put everybody in the mood. So I was like, "Ooh, we got some passionate people. <laughs> some passionate people in the bubble. Stacey, you don't have any VHS tapes that, I you're, do not. Cons that you're concerned no. about, are you? Let me tell you, I am so not adventurous in that way. All my adventures are extremely private <laughs> behind locked, closed doors. Oh. <laughs> so our good friend, Jason Knight, who we do have to have on here one day, he is has announced a uh, contest. So here is uh, Jason. He rebranded uh, J-Man's Movie Cave to Backtrack Cinema. Ah, okay. And he is going to be creating a top 50 moments um, in the Rocky franchise history. And he says here, if anyone wants to be a part of top 50 Rocky moments, please submit your video by October 15th. So that's why I wanted to put this out now. Um, so people can, uh, submit. And I have, I have submitted a couple little videos like videos of us talking about it right, or right. videos of the moment in, in question. I think I think of talking about it. So he just okay. sent me this. Hold on, it's fifty-five seconds. What's up, Rocky fandom? Uh, thank you, Stacy and Mike, for uh, doing some promotion, letting people out there know about this. So, all you all you guys, Rocky fans, Rocky fandom, you know, all I need for this top fifty Rocky moments video is uh, a video under two minutes. It can be you know thirty seconds to two minutes, however long you. Tell me about your favorite Rocky moment. Not the Rocky character, but your favorite moment in the Rocky franchise. And then I will edit it into the video. It's going to be like a giant ranking, a top 50 ranking video. Um, I'm looking for about 20 volunteers, people to participate. Um, it could be less. It could be more. The more, the merrier. So if you guys can do that, Stacy can guide you to all my 
information on Instagram, what have you. And I really appreciate this, guys. So keep on punching. Thank you. All right. Stacy, let's do yeah. this right now. Let's cut yeah. this section and like we can put it on the podcast, but then let's give him this section too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. For me, mm-hmm. round 14. Round 14 is not just a boxing moment. It is a metaphorical moment in life. Yeah. Apollo Creed is life. Mm-hmm. Rocky is us. Life knocks us down and we're struggling and we have our family around us like Mickey and little Mike get up get on your feet but yet you have Mickey who loves Rocky as a son saying down down stay down and mm-hmm. and, and and that's our the people who love us they don't want us to be hurt but yet they want us to rise at the same time Rocky mm-hmm. gets up waves Apollo in Apollo cannot believe it that moment is made by Carl Weathers shake of disbelief yeah, that is what makes that moment. Yes, Stallone is brilliant in that moment, but he cannot be brilliant if Apollo's incredulous. If he, yeah. he cannot, he cannot believe he. I just beat the hell out of this guy. Mm-hmm. He was done, and now he's up, and he wants I to know. fight me. Uh, come on! And then he goes on to break his ribs again. Rocky doesn't win the fight, but he goes the distance he does the best that he can and that is what any of us that is what all of us can only hope for in life is yeah. to be standing at the end of the day like round 14 what is your favorite moment stace that's a tough one i always i know i go back to the same one all the time but the beach scene is yeah. because there's so many things happening all at once and it is a love story and it's adrian's growth it's Rocky having to admit something he's never had to admit. It's him saying, I have to walk into this afraid. He's like, I'm not, I'm never afraid, you know, and he has to admit that to her, but she goes toe to toe with him. Like she knows him best. And she knew that she had to keep pushing him to get it out until he said it, he wasn't going to get over it. And so they just, to me that not that they aren't equals all along, but right there, they're really equals. Like she, she is just really pushing him. And I just, sometimes being there for someone isn't necessarily a pretty conversation, yeah, you know? Right, and, right. and I think that's what she understood in that moment that, that I have to push him somewhere that he's uncomfortable and he had to be man enough to say that he's afraid. I just, yep. there were so many things happening in the yeah. relationship and what she understood about him. And I don't know, I, my, I like, I swell like my neck and my chest. Like every time I watch that, I'm just like, Oh, it's so quintessentially them understanding each other. It was a very intimate moment because mm, I don't know. I can't, I don't have the words <laughs> as usual, you know, but I love that. Moment. It's a great moment, Stacey. And mm. the thing I love about that moment is it's so funny. Adrian says, Boy, are you an orange, aren't you? <laughs> Do you know for 20 years I didn't know what she said? Oh, really? Well, you an orange, aren't you? But in the, the way she talks and the slang yeah. and all of that <laughs> and the echo of the movie theater, I could never understand Stand. what she was saying. Yeah. So one day I put the the words out. What's it called when you do the the script? The oh yeah, the captions. Closed captions. Closed captions. Yeah. So and boy, are you an orange, aren't you? I don't know what I am. I just know I'm a, I'm a liar because of that. Mickey ain't here no more. And I thought an orange, but like 
of all the things she could choose, she chose an orange to simulate him to. I, I just thought that was the funniest, no, no. awesomest thing. I love it. No, she's saying you're human, aren't you? No, but I thought an orange. Right. Boy, are you an orange, aren't you? Yes, but you're human, saying, aren't you? But you're human, aren't you? Aren't you? But yes. that, that's my point. The whole oh. time, oh, I'm thinking I didn't know what she was saying. Same. Then I thought I knew what she was saying as, boy, are you an orange, aren't you? Because that's what the closed caption said. Boy, oh, are you an orange, aren't you? Oh, I missed that I don't part. know I'm what sorry. I am. I don't know what I am. And Rocky's all confused. He doesn't know what the hell is happening to him. He's just boiling forth all this emotional baggage. I love that scene. If I had to pick a second, of course, it's Yo, Adrian, I did it. Um, That that just, I I never don't cry when when he, he, it's like he didn't care about anything except to just, I did it. You know what I mean? I, oh, talk about. It was like the 15th take. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. Literally screaming for the the first 14 takes. So he's so hoarse. Mm. And why does that work, Stacey? Because after 15 rounds, you're exhausted. Exhausted. You are Mm -hmm. depleted of everything. And that is what it would sound like if that in that moment. Mm -hmm. But of course, he's not depleted. He really but but from yelling is hoarse. And it was perfect. Perfect. I love that. Love, love, love. Uh, so I also wanted to bring this up to say happy Rockyversary to you. You posted this, and then I reposted ah. it. And I just, uh, just such a special day. And uh, I, what I wrote there, I mean, one hundred percent. It could never. What you've created can never be duplicated. It's just like it, it can't. You, you can't. You can't. You, you have. You're like your own little universe of inside the Rocky bubble. And I just was when I saw that. I'm like, ooh, repost. Yeah. You know what's interesting about this? Arnold Schwarzenegger just said something that I absolutely subscribe to. Mm. Uh, when Arnold came from Austria, didn't know English, mm. knew nothing. He had no idea he would go on to become one of the biggest, greatest action movie star personalities ever. Not to mention mm. governor, influencer, inspirational speaker. And so he's talking on this podcast and he's kind of going over his early days and he's reciting what someone in Hollywood told him. He said, Arnold, the ladder to the top in Hollywood is so difficult. You, it, it's impossible. Hmm. And Arnold says, so what? I'll build my own ladder. I'll put <laughs> my own ladder there. And I thought, wow. Wow. Yeah. You build your own ladder. Don't go yeah. where everybody else goes. Go put your own there. You know, uh, blow out your own uh, path. And yeah. I had to do the same thing. Yeah. Nobody was going to hire me doing anything that I could have a decent life at. It was always going to be lower middle class income. It was never going to be upper middle class. So to do mm-hmm. that, I had to do my own thing. And boy, when I hear Arnold talk sometimes, People can say what they want about Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, but I, I really respect and admire how he went. And you know what? Here's a little plug. Arnold doesn't need a plug from us, but I think October 10th or October 8th, I'm not sure the date. He has a book coming out 
and it's mm-hmm. uh, about a, it's a more of an inspirational book about okay. things he did to get to the top. So oh, wow. look for that. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I can't wait to read that. I'm going to order mm-hmm. that very shortly. So, uh, anyways, uh, thank you, Arnold. Yes. Want to do it? Want to do the podcast? Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> that would be epic. I know. Uh, a few quick more things. Just Stephanie um, was on our uh, podcast many, many moons ago. I have to put up the episode number here. I can't remember. But seriously, look at how awesome she is. So she, she um, kicks ass. She is uh, in the middle of this weight loss journey and she is just, oh, episode 43. There it is. Yep. So if you have not seen her episode, she is wonderful. And, you know, she the is. Weight, yeah, the weight struggle is real for so, so many of us, including myself. All of us. And, Me too. And she's, uh, she's in the gym and she's kicking butt. And, um, yeah. So here she is in the middle of her weight loss journey. And I just wanted to give her a thumbs up because it's so hard. And it's like, can do I get a day off from worrying about my weight and what I eat today? It's just like you can never get away from it. And it's I just know. frustrating. So she's doing so good. And then our Larry, I just want to send out a very a special big hugs to him. Um, many people know that he is in the middle of chemo and uh, cancer treatment. And the sad thing about chemo is it can also cause a whole lot of wreak, a whole lot of havoc. And so he had to have a hip replacement. So um, just wanted to say we love you and this is that keep moving forward chapter which he is doing and I, I I text with him every now and again and he stays so positive I'm like oh my gosh he's just amazing in that way so he is recovering from a hip replacement uh, Stacy I, I was literally on the phone with with Larry about 20 minutes before you and I uh, got on here oh, and really? I'm, I'm going to talk about that in, in a few moments so you keep right on going Okay. Okay. Um, and then birthdays. So I just, uh, I just put out a post about birthdays and I want people, I am like, I don't want to miss anyone's birthday. Who's been right. a guest. So right. if you have been a guest, please send me your birthday. You don't have to send the year, but I would like <laughs> the day in the month so that we do not forget you yeah. and birthdays. Uh, uh, today we're recording on October. Hey! 30th. <laughs> there Sean. he is. Look at this beautiful son of a bitch. I love Sean O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> so One of my favorite a, people on the planet. I love this guy. Yeah, out in Ireland. And as I say, when anyone uh, turns 52, he is officially a full deck. So congratulations. Happy 52nd. And then here, um, Irene Graven is his Aww. other half. And we I feel so Hi, bad. Irene. We, we Hi, missed Maria. her birthday. <laughs> she was September 26th. So happy birthday to you, belated, my dear. And they were just a very recent episode for us. Um, And let me think think birthdays um oh and i can't wait so jason's etsy store with deb okay i just ordered that tray that's right in the center ah yeah i can't wait so uh anyone who's looking for that you know sort of ocean vibe i went and took a deep dive into their uh page on etsy jdk craftsman what beautiful work uh uh, deb does all that water effect and Jason does the woodwork, if I remember that correctly. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I am going to be getting that in the mail. I can't wait. I'm going to be showing that off. And then the last thing, yes, the last thing is Christian Lavelle. So Christian um, is in the middle of his own uh, medical stuff right now. I'll let him uh, get into that. If anyone wants to reach out, he is in the middle of, he could use some support right now. Um, so I will say that, uh, Christian Laval is, uh, follows us and you can find him in our followers. He sent us this very cool thing. A friend of his sent him, uh, assigned Burt Young 
uh, picture, and I just wanted to show it off. That's awesome. Isn't this not gonna look fly now? Bill Conti. Bill Conti. That. Awesome. Burgess Meredith. I love it. Yeah. So the, his friends sent him, him these things to to cheer him up, and I just. Again, like Larry, I want to send out hugs to Christian Lavelle because it, it just definitely God, people are just facing things that you're like, oh my God, talk about being thrown a keep punching chapter of life. Yeah. It's just I, I keep hearing it over and over and it just breaks my heart. And Christian is a sweetheart and he was a lovely, lovely episode. So go find his episode and watch it. That is our Rocky Bubble. And I just wow. love you guys. So yeah. I have a feeling they love us right back. And that's the thing I love about those guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're done, right? No, 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 no. So you do, we, these... do we have a, do we have a guest? We have no guest. Oh, come on. We have to be out of here. It kind of looks like we have a guest with the way he's sitting on stage. Ah, <laughs> we can pretend true. we're sitting on stage with him. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So I thought this would be interesting. Normally I don't do this. Hmm. Normally, I don't send Stacy um, interviews with Sly because any of us can access this. Everyone has been reposting a lot of these videos. But recently, Sly was at the premiere of Sly, the mm -hmm. Netflix documentary on his life at the Toronto Film Festival. Mm -hmm. And I thought, boy, would it be interesting uh, to just tune in and see what Sly has to say. So there was there is a 52 minute video on YouTube of Sly being interviewed, and it's really really eye opening. And again, a lot of people have been posting some of these videos, not all of them, but I thought some of these. I went back and I, I watched the 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 hour thing, and I I was blown away. And so I thought mm, I'd like to talk to you, Stacy, about these. So um, what do you say? You want to play the first video? Yeah. So this one. I just found out something uh, that I found very interesting. You painted the Rocky character before yeah. you wrote him. Right. Tell us about that. I think it's, uh, well, for me, it's beneficial to know somewhat what the character looks like. Rather than basing it on me per se, I thought, okay, this guy would look a certain way and upstairs you can see the painting of it and in the background you see the city and, and he has this you know 29 30 year old face but the the eyes are ancient they're really old long before their time and i go i got that so when i play rocky i'm also i'm gonna when i design the character he had kind of old eyes in other words it's he's seen too much he's kind of paint and so on and so forth so once i had that the second element was, I need a name. I, need, I can't write Mr. X or, oh, I'll just call him Mark. <laughs> you know, like, and then I'll fill it in later. And Mark rips to the body and it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, but when you say Rocky, oh yeah, Rocky throws a thunderous punch. It works. And then the same, so that went with Apollo Creed and everything. I had to find names that Brought, an, brought about an image. Where did the name Apollo Creed come from? Oh, you're never going to believe this. So, I'm going through a couple of stolen books. <laughs> and <laughs> It's true. And one of them happened to be, um, what is the word? It's, it's, it's used 
someone yell it out. It's, it's, it's in astrology, and it's a book that it, uh, charts all the different, it's, it's a certain word. It'll come to me. And in there, it had different counties and cities and where the stars would be aligned. So I'm paging through this thing. It's like, give me a headache, because it's mainly math. And there it was, Apollo, North Carolina, in the county of Creed. I went, stop the music. <laughs> That's where you got That's it. That's it. Apollo, the city, Creed, mm -hmm. the county. From an astrology book, you got From that From an name. astrology I book. I love that. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's very cool. Very cool. I'd like to say I'm a genius, but I'm not. <laughs> not. Um, I don't know if it was North Carolina, but it was somewhere down there. Yeah. Okay. So That's cool. For, first of all, I wrote a, a thoughts, okay? Because... Okay. So many things go through my mind that I so that I need to focus. And it's hard for me because when I see a, a situation like this, an interview like that, like that is one of the rarest questions Sly has ever been asked. And it, it inspired me to ask him a question, too. Uh, I had asked him. I didn't send this to you. I don't think. No, you I, I, I oh, that's right. <laughs> I wrote him and I said, Sly, I said, all the hours, all of the interviews I have read, which are plentiful of you over the decades, you never once said where Adrian came from, the name mm -hmm. Adrian. Mm -hmm. And he writes me back and he goes, <laughs> it's a secret, oh. but I'll tell you. And he told me and I was like, Oh my God, really? That's it? And that was all that it was. And I thought, okay. Anyways, you guys don't want to hear what the secret is. Oh, so. come on. You want to hear it? Yes, come on. You want, you want to hear the big secret where oh, Adrian on, you, came from? Uh, you think? You think I would like to know about oh, that? Come yeah. On. No, really, you don't want to hear this. It's so boring. <sighs> You're killing me right now. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> Sandlot. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So here's the secret. He just liked the way the name sounded in conjunction with Rocky. <laughs> That's it. There is no big story behind it. Nothing. The Apollo Creed name, way cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to Adrian. He right? just liked it. So your names at that time, Barbara. Lily, yeah. Lisa, right. Linda, right? All those names out of the 60s and 70s. Patty, Patricia. Yeah. They didn't have yeah. the Just in Sly's brain. So now you have to say to yourself, okay, Sly being this incredible artist, this writer, this mm -hmm. all those great names, you can those adjectives that you can put to describe him. His mind works a little bit different than the rest of ours who mm -hmm. kind of aren't on that plane with him. So he said, oh, Adrian, Rocky and Adrian, Rocky, Adrian, Adrian. And that's where that came from. Yeah. Now, Stacy, do you know the origins, the etymology of Rocky Balboa? I don't know what etymology means. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I saw Mike Tyson use that in a video. <laughs> I, and I thought I'd use that. Skullduggery. 
It's basically the skullduggery. Uh, no, etymology, I think, is the very, uh, the dev derivation. Is it derivation? It is how you get the name of a person. Like, where does the name Mike Kunda come from? Oh, oh, oh Mike okay. and Kunda. So where it. does Rocky Balboa come from? Okay. Stacy, what I do is I learn big words throughout the week, <laughs> and I try them out here on the podcast, and I count on you to delete when I look like a moron. <laughs> is this because one of those moments? <laughs> this is one of those moments. So you be the judge. If you want to leave it in, fine. You want to take it I out, might. that's fine too. It could be kind of funny. Rocky Balboa. So mm -hmm. um, is, it, is it okay if I go a little long here and talk about this moment? Yes, please. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes, we love this. All right. So I have had uh, the privilege to become friends with uh, Chuck Webner. Uh, Chuck Webner has been someone who has been uh, very, very good to me over the last 10 years, 11, 12 mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. And we all know the story that Sly has said numerous times that he saw Chuck Webner, this 50 to 1 underdog at 36 years old, go up against Muhammad Ali. Right. That that was the catalyst for the idea because he was having a hard I, a hard time coming up with what is going to be the opportunity of this love story what is going to propel it it's it's going to be a love story with these two losers who find solace in each other but what is what is going on in the background that's going to move it to the end for two hours and if it was going to be a cab driver and it's going to be this and that and whatever an out of work actor but nothing was really working for slide nothing was really coming to hold on to his 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 imagination and then let it tumble around in his mind and after he sold butkus he goes home and he talks to his first wife sasha and she says you did the right thing you couldn't afford all of us so you know you had to get rid of butkus so you know, go see, go see the boxing match. You're a boxing fan. And so he sees this match between Muhammad Ali and a far outclassed Chuck Webner. Mm -hmm. And he says, ah, that's it. An unknown gets a shot at the title. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, a lot of people back then, they didn't know necessarily Rocky Marciano. Marciano had been champ back in the late 50s. And so he had gone in, I think in 68, he died in a plane crash. And so he, he, his name was far removed from social pop culture. Rocky Marciano was Sylvester Stallone's idol, his icon in boxing. Okay. Kirk Douglas was an idol of his. And also Charlie Chaplin was an idol mm -hmm. of his. I don't know if I've ever gone in depth mm -hmm. into Charlie Chaplin, but anyways, so all those people, they've contributed somehow to Rocky. Well, Chuck Webner fighting Ali, that's just the catalyst, the idea of a fight. Right. Not necessarily <clears throat> Chuck himself. Right. But the fight of an unknown fighter, and Chuck happened to be the unknown fighter. Marciano. Rocky comes from Rocky Marciano. Now, we know this for several reasons. One... Rocky Marciano's poster is up above in right. Rocky's mantle. And Mickey comes, oh, you kind of remind me of the rock. <laughs> remind me of Rocky, but I ain't got a little locker, do I, Mick? <laughs> so there's that whole thing. So that's where Rocky comes from. And here's where I talk to my good friend, Larry Bram. I love this guy. I think mm -hmm. this guy is, he's such a great guy. We were calling each other back and forth the text messaging right before we started to record today. So uh, a Balboa 
it comes from one of several sources, and I'm actually unsure here. It's either Balboa Park or Balboa Boulevard. Now, mm. let me let me explain. Balboa Park is not an actual park that you walk around, feed the ducks, and fly a kite and look at trees. <laughs> Balboa Park is the name of a town, a section of town, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, so Sly has often referred that he lived near a place called Balboa Park. Now, Balboa Park is about nine miles from where Sly wrote Rocky in that hotel mm -hmm. off Hollywood Boulevard. So think about it this way. And I was talking with Larry about this, and I, this makes a lot of sense to me. Sly gets out to Hollywood in roughly December of 74. I could be slightly off, but right around that time. His car breaks down. Henry Winkler has to come pick him up, Fonzie, and help yes. him get an apartment, okay? Yes. Now, he's a struggling artist. He's got no money. He's barely able to put groceries and pay the rent. He's not out driving around looking at the towns around him. But he's got a TV and a radio. And he, I'm thinking he hears on the news, today in Balboa Park, a family uh -huh. was whatever, okay? Mm. Or it was Balboa Boulevard. Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And it was, Larry pointed this out to me, in Sly's reality show with his family, there is the scene where Jennifer is driving and right. Sly, and it shows Balboa Boulevard. Boulevard, right. Boulevard <laughs> right. So I don't know if it's Balboa Park or Balboa Boulevard. I have video of Sly saying 20 years ago it was Balboa Park, but then maybe maybe he meant Balboa Boulevard. I don't know. My problem, and this is what I told Larry, I don't know if I want to message Sly on this and burn a question because I don't want to overburden Sly sure. with these questions that took place 47 years ago. Right. You, Stacey, where were you 47 years ago? I was three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I, I was what? Eight? Eight, yeah. Yeah, I was probably eight or nine years old. Eight, eight years old, I guess. I can't. I, I don't even remember what I was doing back then. Okay. Right. So now I'm going to ask Sly a question. Right. That is going to tax him and I don't want to put him in a position to tell me I don't know because that's a big deal so here is my summation that I think it's either Balboa Park or Balboa Boulevard, Boulevard and Sly is watching the news while he's writing Rocky now if you read the book the Rocky scrapbook oh okay do you have this Stacy? I don't all right, I guess I know what I'm sending you. So I have six copies of this book. Oh. I buy them. Did you ever see the movie with Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts where Mel Gibson is nuts and he keeps buying a copy of the book The Catcher in the Rye? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a it's a, um, a conspiracy thriller movie. I'm Julia not recalling it. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it is, but it's a really good movie. Anyways, Mel Gibson is this spy that was like brain tortured and he forgets about it. But the okay. catcher in the right, it's a whole thing. Anyways, 
wherever Mel Gibson goes in the movie, he has to go and buy out all of the ca- the Catcher in the Rye books. Oh my gosh. He has to buy these books. He has like dozens of them, right? Okay. I am I have so many copies of this because someday this thing is going to be worth thousands of dollars. Oh my god. Sly wrote this book a few months after filming finished of Rocky, okay? Oh. In the book it has very rare pictures, dialogue. There's all types of stories Sly tells when everything was fresh in his mind at that point. Everything was on point. This book had been my Bible. This is the first one I bought, hence all the yellow tabs. You can see the right. tabs yep. I have in it. And, and Love it. Yeah, yeah. So in this book, so many facts and figures and thoughts of Sly's are in there that were fresh. And yeah. I find it, it, it really, to me, is the Bible of Rocky. Yeah. It, it's, it's brilliant. Anyways, what was my whole point? I just lost my train of thought. Why was I Balboa, Balboa Boulevard? You, you were worried about burning a question. Yeah, right, right, right. So I th- in this book, this book and, and uh, two other ones, this is where they talk about, uh, Sly mentions, Balboa Park. It was just down the street mm-hmm. from his house. I think he says that. But looking in the area where he lived, there was nowhere near. He wasn't yeah. anywhere near Bal. So I don't know what he was getting at. Anyways. The point is, this is my summation, my thesis, where right. I think this is what inspired him for Balboa, the last name. It wasn't Balboa, the explorer like Columbus. Right. It wasn't anything like that. So yeah. then Larry and I were going back and forth with a few thoughts that led me to get to this point. So anyways, that's where we think Rocky Balboa came from, which is a pretty good guess. You know, he's always... Even if he doesn't answer you right away, he's always answered your questions. I don't, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's amazing. I think he appreciates that you even care, you know, I mean, that you're thinking that to that much detail. So then I started looking at Apollo and Creed, right? <laughs> so I found Apollo in, in uh, North Carolina. There we go. <laughs> I'll get a bigger picture, but here we are. So crazy, okay? Uh, it just said things like this. You know, you, you you just you you can't imagine where it all comes from. Where okay, and that's this is a river a riverbed in the town of Creed in mm-hmm. West Virginia. That's right. so. I don't know. And Sly says in that video, I'm not sure if it was North Carolina, but it was somewhere down there. Yeah. I mean, we're asking the man to remember 47, 48 years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you have ever thought that's how Apollo Creed came up? Not in a million years. But as he got going, I thought, isn't there an Apollo constellation? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I thought he was. So whenever he said it was on the map in North Carolina, that threw me. I thought he was going to say Apollo constellation. Right. Right. So... It is interesting. And the whole Adrian thing, I'm like, oh, is that like a secret crush he had in middle school? Or, you know, <laughs> I was hoping it was something like that. I still need to know the dates on Paulie and Adrian's headstones. Why those dates? Why those dates? Yes. Arbitrary? Right. I don't Random. know. Yeah. Do the numbers mean something personal to him somehow? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's and that's what that's I, that, 
I think I want to, but I want to wait till we get him on here to ask him that stuff. So. I know. I know. I we're know. gonna All right. him for a day. Oh, uh, we're we're gonna have to. Just, uh, we'll just kidnap him. You four you, hours. I'll bring the rope and duct tape. You secure the ether, and we'll okay. put a rag over. We'll just knock him out. Oh yeah. We'll He'll put him in the trunk of a car. Us. Right here we are. We're admitting to our crime. So if anything happens to Sly, it's all right. <laughs> It was Mike. He said it. Yeah, no, Sly, I swear to God, I'm just doing it for comedic effect. It's, I'm oh. not going to duct tape you, okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to video number two. This is the impact video. Stacy, hit that up for us. What message or life lesson from any of your characters you hope has had the most positive impact on your fans and on the world? Oh, Never give up, never give in, never give out. That's it. It's real simple. Never give up. Never give in, never give up. Never give out. Just keep it going because you never know what's behind the next corner. You'd be shocked. It's very easy to quit. And I know, believe me, I, I like to quit every day. I don't want to do things, but I force myself to do it because I know there's a reward coming. Maybe it's around the next corner. Maybe it's 10 miles away. That's the biggest lesson is that don't give up on yourself. Ever. Your thoughts. Before I say my thing, you go ahead, Stace. Well, I mean, it's everything we say. We close every single time. Keep punching. We yeah. say it all the time. Yep. The only people who fail are the ones who quit. Yep. You know, in in in. So much of the time, you know, I've said it to Sarah and I've said it to a lot of musicians. I said, there's a lot of talent out there. And Arnold said it, you're waiting for talent to quit. And then you get to jump forward a little bit. And that's your opportunity. That might yeah. be the corner that if you're the one who doesn't quit, then yeah. around the next corner that right. someone else didn't take, you get it. Yeah. So that that's his whole, that's the entire Rocky franchise. I think about what he said there, and I think about how I didn't enter the Rocky Lookalike contest in 2006. I didn't. I refused. Mm -hmm. And I told everyone, don't don't get on my case about it. Don't get on my back about it because mm -hmm. you don't have to live inside my head of insecurities. Had my friend Rhea, mm -hmm. Steve, Greg, and Alexa at the Victor Cafe had they not chosen to write the letter and send in the picture Sue gave them as a gift of me and Sly, no, I would never, I would never have the cojones to have mm -hmm. entered that lookalike contest. That was a mm -hmm. fit, that nationwide. Yeah. All the states could enter this contest. And wow. I, I looked back on that and I said, Mike, Mike, you were so afraid to enter. You were not going to do it. Th somebody else had to push you to do it. If my parents could tell you, if Sue could tell you, I work out of fear my yeah. entire life right now, mm -hmm. 2023, mm -hmm. I work out of fear. I am so afraid to try something new because of failure. But I sit in this room and I look around and I remember the words that he says, you know, never give, never give up, never give in, never give out. I think about that one punch at a time, one, one step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time. I think about all those lessons that he told us. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit. All those cheesy, corny lines that are in the movie are so 
perfect for life. If you just open yourself to that, let that wash over you. Believe in that philosophy. I swear to God, it is the truth. It is is how I live my life now. And and fear still kicks my ass all the time. There's opportunities that come my way that I turn away from. And then all of a sudden they're still there. And then I say, "Mm, Mm. I should grab onto this. And then I go (laughs) and do it. And it's a success. And it takes me down a new road. So if I could just tell all of you, don't let fear rule you. Accept fear. Take that fear on. Put your hands in it and just get dirty and messy from the fear. <laughs> Seriously. It, yeah. Imagine fear is a giant bowl of pasta, spaghetti, <laughs> and it's got the red sauce. And, and you're going to dive in and you put your fingers and the, and the spaghetti sauce is dripping and the noodles are dripping and you drape it all over you. Roll in the fear. Right. Accept it. Yeah. And then eat that fear. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Mm. I, I did it and it worked for me. So right? I'm telling right. you, if it can work for me, it can work for all of you. Don't yeah. let fear define you. And that's what he's saying there. Stacy, uh three. So we have two number three, three and three A. The first mm-hmm. number three. Question was from all your films, which character which you most character connected? exactly? Well, Obviously, I could do Rocky until I'm 100 years old because there's so many different stories that I could. He doesn't have to fight in the ring. There's so many bites in life that he can tell you. One more round is right. Uh, Rambo, I could leave him. He, he's done pretty much. Even though they want to do another one, I'm going, what am I fighting? Like arthritis? You're going to break already. Stop. Stop. (laughs) It's the truth. Uh, I love characters. I love Copland. Yeah, great movie. You know what I mean? I I like films. I I actually like Paradise Alley. I liked a lot. No one saw that. Um, You saw it. Okay, yeah, here it is. That Cobra. Cobra, to me, was half-baked. I could have done better, but I wasn't concentrated enough. I felt as though that's something I should have directed, and I didn't, and I regret that. So one thing about making movies, besides watching your hairline recede, you, <laughs> you go, God, why didn't I try harder? Why couldn't I have done that better? And now every young actor I work with, I say, you better look at making films with, you have about 10 bullets. Everyone has got to hit a target, Matt. You just can't go out there and be sloppy. And if I see you come on the set holding pages, you're now learning your lines because you think it's fresh in your mind. It doesn't work that way. It's a skill set. Acting is a skill set. You must not know your lines. You have to understand what they mean. And that takes time. Just like in life, it takes time to understand people. You just don't get it like that. And uh, I would say that's the biggest thing I try to pass on to people. I say, pretend this is your last film. Would you be this sloppy? Would you be this casual? Would you show up three hours late? I doubt it. And that's kind of like sunk into a few people. Not enough, unfortunately, <laughs> but it, it's, it's the way I look at it now. I, I look at every scene as my last scene. 
Stacy. <laughs> Who? What yeah. actor shows up on a Sylvester Stallone movie Sad. in a scene with Sly, mm -hmm. and they don't know his lines, their lines, their lines, and the guy over in the corner selling newspapers lines? Yeah. Who does? You get the opportunity of a lifetime. Right. Who does that? And right. the fact that Sly says people die, like I would love, I wish he could name names. Obviously, I understand he can't name names, but yeah. who is such an arrogant moron? Yeah. I'm sorry. That that is what I told you that drove me the most crazy. I'm like, who in the hell dares to show up to a Stallone set unprepared? Like, are you are you seriously that clueless at the opportunity you've been handed? Uh, 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 no, I, if that I couldn't believe it. I'm like, somebody showed up to your set, learning their lines as they walked walked up to you. Like, what? No way, not in a million. If I had a thirty second spot with him, I would I know. know that scene inside and out. I would know everyone's line thirty minutes before it and thirty minutes after it. I, I you, uh, it's just rude. It's Crazy. Stallone. What the hell? You show up prepared. <laughs> Exactly. Don't you want you want to make a mark on this guy? Yeah. You want to take a stamp, a, a metal stamp with your initials on it and a hammer and hammer it into his forehead so he doesn't forget who you are. Right. I know I did. I right. wanted that. I mean, how are you not prepared? So but OK, so <laughs> idiots. But so let's go to Cobra. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He felt that way about Cobra. Cobra's one of the greatest <laughs> 80s vibe movies. Ever. A little outrageous, a little over the top. It's Cobra. It's I mean, point. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so, but knowing what I know, and I have a lot of research on this and conversations that he's had and like okay everybody knows i think hardcore fans know mm. sly was up for axel foley mm -hmm. uh beverly hills cop right. and what sly wanted to do was turn axel foley into the cobra character right and this is a quote from sly he wanted to turn axel foley into a bruce springsteen with a badge Okay, yes. That's mm -hmm. what he wanted to do with Axel Foley. And the studio okay. said, Yeah, not nah, no. Sly, not gonna work. <laughs> and 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 they were right because Eddie Murphy, Axel yeah, Foley, it was come awesome. On, the yeah. best, the it best. Awesome. But what does Sly do? He goes and does Cobra. That right. was his Axel Foley yeah. in a way. Yeah. However, and I'm gonna put this out there to fans. To me, Marion Cobretti and Barney Ross are like one and the same. That, they drive similar yeah. vehicles, right? They true. dress similar. They're the true. same. It's like Barney Ross is Cobra 30 years in the future. Like mm -hmm. that that's how I see it. Yeah. That. That's very true. It's you know, I love how he is um humble enough to, you know, you know, the decisions you make in the moment or in that year yeah. or wherever you were as a director and your development of your talent, yep. your acting, yep. your writing, you know, and he could, you know, when you look back 30 years, more experience, of course, you're going to see things. Oh, I wish I did it this way. I wish I did it that way. But I, I appreciate that he can critique his younger self and be that honest and transparent about it. I really Stacey, like that. quick question. What hmm. is your favorite vehicle in all the Stallone movies? 
the, I guess the Lamborghini. I don't know. The Rocky <laughs> Ford Lamborghini. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. I could see that yeah. as being a close second. Yeah. Mine is the Cobra 1950 Monterey Merc with the chop yeah. top. Mm-hmm. Oh, that car is sex. <laughs> that car is a sexual beast. <laughs> I love the Cobra car. Oh my god. Yeah. And speaking oh. of Larry, I should throw in a few pictures here. He saw it. He did. He did. Yeah, he, he told me he went to. Yeah, yeah. you throw them in here. Look yeah. at that. Oh my god. Look there at that. Is. Wow, Larry. Look at that. <laughs> Oh, look at that one. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That He was at the set there. That was, that was very cool. All right, Stacy, oh. our last video. Last one. Um, he never thought he'd get past Rocky Balboa. Take a, take us through that. I never thought I would go past Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa to me was uh, the best thing I ever did because mm. nobody wanted it. I was done. I was finished in the business completely. Studios would say, you're done. It was like Tootsie. Nobody likes you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was over. You could really see a 60-year-old boxer coming off of Rocky Five, which was a failure. I said, but I'm telling you, this is not about boxing. This is about the relief of grief, moving on in life. And so if you say what is the most, what film I'm most proud of, without a doubt, it's Rocky Balboa because nobody wanted to make it, yeah. and it was made. Yeah. And that was my best writing, too. Yeah, yeah. Also yeah. a great film. It was my best writing, too. So, got that done. Mm. Love. Yeah. Okay. So, this always gets me very emotional. Anytime Ro- Sly talks about Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm. my God, this was a brilliant um underrated movie back then at the time nobody wanted to do this sly literally was playing on the beach with the kids he was golfing he was that's it Mm -hmm. and he hung in there he kept going because you don't know what's around the corner you never know what's going to happen you must stay persistent you must persevere and for him you know we talked about it um on the podcast this is i think last year we talked about it when sly was doing tulsa king Mm. sly one day we had this eight hour text messaging back and forth going about Mm -hmm. how much he suffered through balboa how nobody wanted it how erwin winkler put the screws to him Mm -hmm. and you cannot imagine a guy like sylvester stallone Rocky becoming a Rocky story. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I I get so because <laughs> you know Rocky Balboa it gave me something that just I could never get anywhere else. I couldn't get it from my parents, I couldn't get it from my wife, I couldn't get it from whatever friends I had in my life. I couldn't get it. And Rocky gave it to me. Rocky one, Rocky Balboa. I mean, these yeah. are the things that uh, without those movies, I would not be yeah. here right now. That's yeah. for damn sure. Yeah. And what I love about Stallone is he's he, when he's told no, that's when he that's when he stands up tall. Yeah. You know, it's that is God. That is my favorite thing about him personally. And help me with the actor's name who said nobody ever helps Sylvester Stallone. You know. Uh, wait, uh, okay, so uh, um, uh, Teasel, 
uh, Brian yes. Dennehy. Brian, Brian Dennehy, Dennehy said it in that New York restaurant. Nobody ever gave Sylvester Stallone anything. Nobody ever did anything for Sylvester Stallone. Nobody, no agent took him in, in tow, no manager, no movie producer, no director said this guy is, you know, as they did with a lot of other big stars. It was always usually somebody else. Sylvester Stallone made himself from the ground up. He wrote his own scripts. He wrote, he wrote the, the part that he became a star in, Rocky. Uh, he created his, his own self. He created it right from the ground up. <clears throat> People have a tendency to forget that. Nobody yes. gave Sylvester Stallone nothing. Nobody helped him. Yeah. yeah. That, and that is proof of that. He's like, yeah. nobody wanted to do Rocky Balboa. He got it done anyway. He didn't get Beverly Hills Cop, so he did Cobra. I mean, yep. he paid, every time he said no, he paved his own path. He found a way to do it. I just, ugh, that to me is the, the best quality about him. He yeah. will not sit down and look what he's accomplished and look, I mean, the millions of people he inspires because because of it. I know. I just love, love that about him. Mm-hmm. So, Stacey, this may be one of our longest <laughs> episodes with no guests. It is. It officially is, I think. Yes. Sue, your brother, and I think this topped your brother. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And how about the rep- uh, my brother? We haven't talked about the people that love Jason. They think he should be an actor, an FBI, CIA <laughs> agent. There were people that really loved Jay's interview, right? Oh my God. He was so sweet. Yeah. He's just so, it was, it was just interesting to, you know, hear his perspective. You know, you have two people who came up in the same household, but right. somehow are still so different, but yeah, yet understand each other so well. I love you too. You guys are. Adorable. Yeah. Yeah. We got a we got a good connection and it's one I'm eternally grateful for. Look yeah. at that handsome bastard. Look at him. Yeah. He is. Man. Every sweetheart. day I. I, I ought to put his picture right up alongside on the mirror. So when I'm shaving in the morning, I say, oh, <laughs> I could try to look as good as this guy. Oh, come on. You're no. both handsome guys. No, nah, he's really oh. handsome, though. Yeah. He's, he's really, really handsome. handsome. <laughs> anyway, hey, Stacy, this has been great. I missed you last week. I missed week. you. I know. What a long week. <laughs> yeah, you missed me so much. You went to Syracuse, but whatever. Oh, okay, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> one more well, thing i got a gift for going to syracuse i do hey listen hey rick rick sent me my i got my mugs to my glasses too did you the, yeah he sent them to me they're over in the side i don't have them right here but yes i got i love it i love it. he did a great job thank you rick <laughs> so anyways <laughs> stacy where can people find you i am on instagram i had me at yo as well as the rocky files and on facebook we are at the rocky files podcast and michael what about you? Uh, so over on TikTok, you can find me at the uh, Yo Philly Film Tour. On Instagram, you can find me at the Yo Philly Film Tour. Uh, and <laughs> I, I wrote a little book called Cue the Rocky Music. It's a really good little book, and I think you guys would uh, appreciate it. Fits in stockings nice for Christmas. Go to Amazon and pick it up. And there's a little movie, a little documentary done by the really great Jim Toscano called The Pretender. There I am. 15 years old, running up the steps with my yellow top and my little black shorts with red, blue, red, high knee sock socks. I am pretty uncoordinated. I love it. It all works. That's me. Adorable. Stacey, I'll see you next week, my friend. See you next week. Until then. Until then. Keep punching. Punching. Bye. Bye.